Now, William Sakwa, as I said, is a Pan-African, a contributor for African Stream, and a man who knows his onions so far as Mali is concerned. I want to talk first, William, about Mali, but we'll broaden it, I'm sure, uh, to the question of colonialism in Africa and the need for pan-Africanism. But let's start with Mali, may we? Uh, it's a very significant development that Mali has booted out what Fidel called the Trojan horses of the NGO industry. How did all that come about? So the problem with uh, the NGOs in Mali was that they're not really non-governmental organizations. And what led to them being kicked out in the first place was the fact that France withdrew its assistance to Mali following the coup d'etat that was itself sparked by the government's failure to deal with the terrorist problem created by France itself. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I talked earlier in my introduction uh, about the, the triptych of the economic hitmen, the jackals that do the dirty work if the economic hitmen can't get you, and ultimately the army if the jackals can't do the job. Mali has suffered all three, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has, it really has. And I think what's even, uh, what's most interesting about the, this whole debacle is that the problems originate from France. Uh, Mali suffers a terrorist problem that was created when France invaded Libya to depose Gaddafi and led to creation of uh, slave markets in what was once Africa's wealthiest state. So, I mean, after Gaddafi's ulster, we have all these groups trickling uh, back down the Sahel that led to the rise of uh, jihadism across the Sahel region. And then you have uh, allegations of France itself supporting the problems he created. Uh, we saw during uh, one of the Mali officials called for a UN Security Council meeting to discuss uh, France's assistance in uh, to the terrorist groups in Mali itself. So, yeah, there's a very clear line drawing France to the problems in Mali, be it economically, through ECOWAS, we saw after the coup happened, uh, France used uh, pressured ECOWAS countries to impose sanctions on Mali, even when these sanctions did not go uh, to the interests of the African states. Take Senegal, for example, who does a great deal of trade with Mali. They had to follow the sanctions, but they do not benefit from the sanctions themselves. Well, uh, we'll come on to uh, Africa and, and Russia, Moscow, uh, in a minute. But before I leave the issue of French colonialism, I'm not saying that uh, French imperialism is any better or any worse than any of the other European imperialisms. Indeed, if you were to uh, draw up a league table of morbidity, probably the Belgian colonists were worse even than the French. But the British would take top prize because of the sheer scale uh, of their colonial avarice uh, in Africa. But am I right in saying that of the three that I've just mentioned, and the Portuguese, Spanish and Italian are no longer of much uh, significance, it is the French that have endured the longest. They continue uh, to cling on in seeking to decide what happens in Africa, who's in power in Africa, what currency they use, what economic policies they follow. 
Uh, is this because uh, for the French the empire never died? Uh, what is it? What's peculiar about French colonialism? Uh, well, France needs Africa to survive. Without Africa, France will be what you know they call a third world country. Uh, looking at uh, Niger, a country that produces a huge percentage of the uranium used in uh, the French nuclear industry. Despite Niger producing a lot of what France needs, most of its people are poor. The uh, people working in the mines, the communities there suffer the consequences of mining uh, these radioactive materials, but get no benefits. Look at the CFA franc, the currency, the colonial currency imposed on the West African countries, where for in exchange for independence, these countries had to hold half their foreign uh, reserve holdings in France and had to take out loans of the money that they stored in France. They had to take loans for their own money. So this is just a, a few of many examples of how, without Africa, France is, you know, another small European country, another Portugal probably. Now, of course, all the colonialists are deeply disappointed at Africa in its failure to follow the leader, Joe Biden, uh, into the uh, charge of the Light Brigade against Russia. Uh, why is Africa so reluctant to take the American side against Russia and to join in the uh, chorus of uh, hostility towards China and its economic development on the continent. Yeah, well, one the biggest or the most prominent case study is Libya. Africans remember all too clearly uh, what happened with Gaddafi. Libya was okay. Libya did fine. It was the wealthiest country in Africa. And the one organization responsible for that changing was NATO through its uh, assassination of Gaddafi. And it just doesn't stop there. African history with the Russians goes way, way back. Uh, we can go back to how Cuba, Cuban and Soviet forces helped the Angolans push back the apartheid South African forces. Uh, we can look at Cuban, uh, Soviet Cuban assistance in Ethiopia. There's also a history of, you know, uh, win-win, uh, partnership between Russia and Africa. So that and the fact that the West itself is responsible for a lot of what ails Africa today is what, you know, is giving uh, Africa that clarity that, you know, why should we listen to what our enemy is telling us about their enemy? I mean, Africa can make its own enemies, as Museveni said when uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov visited Uganda a few months ago. Well, of course, no African, uh, no uh, Russian rather, and no Chinese ever colonized Africa. It's not exactly rocket science. William, thanks uh, for that uh, interview. The audio was not good on my end. I hope the audience could hear you more clearly than I could.